0: And now, story time with Mr. Black. Hello, podcasters. You know, in my 30 years in the human potential arena, and I've been changing lives for 30 years. If you go to likeitmatters.net, you can read about what I do. Of course, I do my daily radio show at likeitmattersradio.com. I send out uh, scripture around the world daily for the last 8 plus years at wayofwarrior.blog. But really my my passion is leadership training. Uh, my forte uh is helping people maximize the potentials they were created with. And one thing that really plays big in our outcomes in our future in in our story if you will is fear. Fear uh, there are something like thousands of known uh, problems associated with fear from psychological to biological uh, to spiritual, to mental, uh, to physical. It's it's stunning. As a matter of fact, Dr. Susan Jeffers, years ago, wrote a great book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyways. And she says that three levels down, fear comes down to a simple concept that I can't handle it. And once you realize you can handle it, she says, then you can feel the fear and do it anyways. And see, fear causes us to do some strange things. Life is a series of choices. And so what happens is that we make these choices and these choices start adding up and they become character and they become um, our story, if you will. They become belief systems. They become walls. And we all have pain. And we all have disappointments. Life is an undulating line. It has highs and it has lows. And the key is to have hope. But fear can can snatch that hope. And so Dr. Susan Jeffers said it's basically a chemical compound. It's a makeup. it's It's a feeling. Fear is a feeling Based on the chemicals your body's releasing. And so those those chemicals make you feel afraid or make you feel doubtful or make you feel uh, lacking courage. And so what you got to do and what I get to do is to understand what fear is and understand it's okay to feel the fear and do it anyways. And see, if you think about the word courage... Courage, by definition, requires the presence of fear, right? Courage is the ability to do something that frightens one. Uh, It could be defined as strength in the face of pain or grief, right? It takes courage to live your life like it matters. But many of us get hooked in like those investment commercials, You know, where they say that, you know, over the last five years, we've got 12% return. Over the last 12 years, we've got 20% return. Over the last two years, we have the highest yield of anything, blah, blah, blah. But at the very end, they say this disclaimer. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Past results do not guarantee future results. So we got to realize that we're at choice. Life's not fair. Life's not easy. I read my standard. The Bible says two things. Life is hard. So put your big boy pants on. And number two, life ain't no fair. As I like to joke with people, I wasn't born 6'2 in a Kennedy. I've got to work for a living. And so life's about choices. What we do with fear Is it going to make us bitter or better? Is it going to make us live in the past? Or learn from the past? Is it going to make you pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit again? Or is it going to make you fall down, feel sorry for yourself, and become a new victim? Is it going to encourage you? Or is it going to discourage you? See, the word encourage means to put courage into somebody. We're called to be encouragers. And how do you give from an empty well? If you have no courage, uh, how can you encourage others? And then discourage. There's that word courage again, but dis to take away, to remove. What we do with fear. Not only encourages us or discourages ourselves, but also encourages others or discourages others. That choice, is this going to be dross or flux? You know dross or flux. There's three parts in the smelting process. There, there's flux. Flux is a, um, uh, um, a treatment. Something you give to something to promote melting. You know, there's an influx of something. There's, a, there's an action or process of flowing, flowing in or flowing out. And so when you add flux to something, it's like when you put uh, precious metal uh, in a fire furnace, you put some flux, give it some flux, so it improves, it increases, it enhances the melting process. And then you got dross. Dross is that scum. It's unwanted material that forms on a surface of of molten metal. It's waste. It's foreign matter. It's something that is base, trivial, inferior. Uh, and, And we go through life. And stuff gets attached to us that shouldn't. And then, then we have that stuff that is precious, of great value, highly esteemed, cherished, excessively refined, great. Got it? Fear. Are we going to take the misfortunes of life? And fear will cause us to make those either dross, where they weigh us down, where they're unwanted material, where they hold us back. Or make us flux. Make us in the process of melting. To separate that which is of no value from that which is of great value. This is why uh, today's story is about in the Bible. And don't get all, I'm not going to get all religious on you. It's just some of the greatest stories I've ever heard. I believe in the Bible. And one of my favorite parts, Isaiah 6. At the beginning of Isaiah 6, and he's having a vision. And it says that uh, it was in the year King Uzziah died, and uh, Isaiah saw the Lord as a vision of the Lord. He was sitting on a lofty throne, and, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Attending him were mighty seraphim, each having six wings. I mean, think about that. What kind of creature is this? God created a creature to be in his midst. And it says he had six wings. I'm like, why would a creature need six wings? And then it goes on to explain why. He says, with two wings, they cover their faces, and and with two wings, they cover their feet, and with with two wings, they flew. And it, it, it just made sense at that moment. You need to get this. See, God's omniscient. God has all knowledge. God gives us free will, but God sits above time so he knows all your choices. Don't you get this? So he takes all your choices and puts them into the fold. That's what Romans 8.28 says. For God causes all things to work for the good for those who love him are called according to his purpose. It doesn't say he causes all things. He says he causes all things to work for the good. I always use King David. You know, God didn't want King David to get Uriah killed. God didn't want King David to commit adultery with Bathsheba. But God uses all things. He'll cause all things to be used for the good. He works with it. And so what we got to know is God sits above time and God creates his creatures to be effective in the environment they're going to put them in. Don't you get this? So why did these creatures that in the presence of God have six wings? Because even in the presence of God, angels need covering for their eyes. Shekinah glory. So they had two wings to cover their eyes because you can't stand next to the sun without being blinded. And then there are two to cover their feet. And I know why. Because your feet represent creaturehood. It shows that you're a created being. And so with that comes less than holy. It's sin. And so two to cover that less than holy, the two feet. And then of course, we all know how does an angel get around? They fly. Last time I checked, you probably need at least two wings to do that. And so once you get this, God creates his creatures to be effective in the environment he's going to place them in. Think about birds. He gave them a light skeletal system and feathers because he's going to put them in the sky. Get it? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Think about fish, right? They're going to put them in water. So they need gills. They need fins. They need all this. Think about what you've been through. And this is where we can take everything from our past. And you're unique and we can use it for our good and preferably God's glory. And both when they both line, that's gold. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper, not to harm you, plans for hope in the future. This is not a religious sermon. This is just data. This is hope. This is real. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things he planned for us long ago. Ephesians 2.10, Jeremiah 29.11. This way you got to get the great leader uh, of the, uh, the civil rights movement. you got many, Dr. Martin Luther King, but Benjamin Elijah May is one of my favorite quotes. It must be borne in mind that the tragedy of life does not lie in not reaching your goal. The tragedy of life lies in having no goal to reach. Not failure, but low aim is sin. It isn't a calamity to die with dreams unfulfilled, but it is a calamity not to dream. Every man and every woman is born in the world to do something unique, something distinctive. And if he or she does not do it, it will never be done. It's not a disgrace not to reach the stars, but it is a disgrace to have no stars to reach for. This is the courage that takes to move through fear, which is false evidence appearing real. You are more than enough. Your past does not dictate your future, but your past allows you to learn, allows you to grow, allows you to overcome, allows you to pick yourself up, dust yourself off, and hit it again and again and again and again because that's called courage. And what we need is men and women of courage, and what we're lacking today is men and women of courage. You matter. I don't care what the politicians told you during COVID, you are essential. This is why you are called to live your life like it matters. It is your mission. It is your purpose. It is your reason for existence. And you got to know the pain, the hurt, the trauma, the drama from your past can be used to make you better. It doesn't need to make you bitter. You can learn to overcome. You can learn to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and hit it again and again and again. You have a purpose. You are essential. You are precious. You matter. Since the beginning of time, there has never been another person like you. Nobody has your smile, your eyes, your hands or your hair. Nobody owns your handwriting or your voice. In all of time, there has never been anybody who laughs in exactly your way. And what makes you laugh or cry or think may have a totally different response in another. You are the only one in the whole of creation who has your particular set of abilities. There's always someone who is better at one thing or another. Every person is your superior in at least one way. But nobody in the universe can reach the quality and the combination of your talents or your feelings. Throughout all of eternity, no one will ever walk, talk, think, or do exactly like you. You are rare. In all rarity, there is enormous value. And because of your great value, the need for you to imitate everyone else is absolutely wrong. You happen to be special. And it's no accident that you are. Please realize that God made you for a special purpose. He has a job for you to do that no one else can do as well as you can. Out of the billions of applicants, only one is qualified. Only one has the unique and right combination of what it takes. And that one is you. So live your life like it matters. Because it does. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.